BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Y'all, I am so excited. Something I have been working on for so long is finally here. I have launched my very own eyelash line. It's called Viva Verano, means long live summer. I have the cutest packaging, all rainbow, as an ode to my rainbow baby who has the best lashes in the game. We have three styles, summer, moon, and honey, something for everyone. You can check them out now at Viva Verano Lashes on Instagram or go to vivaveranolashes.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Peyton Sarton, host of the Note to Self podcast. Note to Self is a space to embrace your unique qualities, get grounded, and ultimately have honest conversation. No topic is off limits. I began doing social media seven years ago, and since then, I've started a clothing line and this podcast. Note to Self is a place where people from every stage of life can come for advice, new perspectives, and to feel a little less alone. Whether I'm recording by myself or bringing along a friend, we will explore topics ranging from relationships and mental wellness to social media and entrepreneurship. Tune in to Note to Self every week for the sisterly advice you didn't know you needed and raw conversations you've always wanted. From Vanderpump Rules to motherhood and everywhere in between, it's time to catch up with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Hello, hello, everyone. We are getting back into some shenanigans with the golden Dubai housewife, Miss Caroline Stanbury. How are you? So excited to come on. Um, very, very good. Reporting live from New York. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So New York, not Dubai. Are you doing a Watch What Happens Live? I've just done it. Yes, I was on with Dorit yesterday. Oh, nice! I can't wait to watch it. So it is so good to see you back on our TVs on Bravo with the most amazing tagline in the city of gold. Nothing shines brighter than me. I love it. <laughs> I think you are good as gold and I am so happy to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I mean, that's quite a tagline, but I guess um, it's a bit of fun. It's yeah. very housewives. Oh, totally. No, but it is. It's. It's so good. You're a star and I can't wait to get into some shenanigans with you. I was just listening to your podcast uh, with Sergio, the Toy Boy episode, 
And if y'all haven't listened to it, Caroline has an awesome podcast with Dear Media called Divorce Not Dead. And I just loved listening to this episode because you definitely get more of an insight into your relationship. Obviously, we've only had a couple episodes of the new season of Real Housewives of Dubai Air. So unless you know you follow you on social media, you listen to your podcast, you wouldn't really know too much about Sergio yet other than what you've seen for two episodes. So I kind of want to talk about him a little, how y'all met for those who don't know. And then, yeah, just get into it. Um, I met Sergio, I think now three and a bit years ago. I'm terrible with dates, times, numbers. Um, but uh, he was in my audience. I was doing a podcast live uh, tour with uh, Live Nation. And he was in my um, audience in um, in Newport Beach. And I'd never been to Newport Beach before. No so it was my way. first time I met. No. And he'd just come back from playing soccer in um, Europe. And he was his first night back. And I think someone must have told him that there'd be a ton of uh, 40-year-old women in a in rooms. So I think he popped what, what was going on. Okay. Wow. Okay, so Newport Beach. I love that. All right, so you've been together about three and a half years. And who was the first? Was it when I was just listening to your podcast? I know you said there was an article that came out, but who was the first to label him a toy boy. And for those who don't know, can you explain a little what that is? And did it bother you at first? Do you take it as a compliment now? How did that all come about? Sergio is 18 years younger than me, I think. And um, I mean, obviously, it's not normal this this way around. It's more normal for men. It's not more normal for women. So I think, you know, everyone has preconceptions of what our relationship is and how it works. Um, but I do think having had the time and the people that follow us on YouTube and on Instagram, they kind of see um, how it works and why mm-hmm. it works. But I think, you know, he'll always be my toy boy, won't he? Even when he's 50, <laughs> he's going to be my toy boy. So I used to, you know, it's meant to insult. I do know that. But we actually don't care. So it doesn't really insult us. And actually, um, he wears it with a ba- badge of honor now. I mean, he he's married me. I think when you're not married, maybe you find it a bit insulting. Now he's mm-hmm. married. He's like, okay, I'm a married toy boy. So I'm good. So did he propose or did you? And how did that happen? Oh my God, Sergio did every, like as always. He was the first kiss, the first "I love you" um, I love proposal. Proposal. He's really like Sergio. This thing about Sergio, and I, I think I had more wobbles dating Sergio than Sergio had what with me. Um, you know, because I am so much older. I've got three kids. I didn't want to do kids again and all of this stuff. Um, I wasn't really looking for a wedding. I've just got out of an 18-year marriage. So I just wanted to have some fun. And Sergio, I think he never wavered. He knew what he wanted. He went for it and he never stopped till he got it. And that's what I respect about Sergio. So when, you know, all the shit came to him about the age difference or, you know, he's is he you know, um, is it for real? Am I paying for him? All of these things. He never gave up. You know, he was determined. And uh, now I think people really see that it's for real. I love that. Well, I definitely see that. And just from listening to your podcast, I see so many similarities in my relationship with yours. So I'm listening to this and I'm like, oh my God, I can totally relate. So I hope other women out there who are dating younger men as well can also relate. And- Yours. He's five years younger than me. 
But really? I've I've dated 12 years younger than me when I was single before him. So I'm like, oh, girl, been there, done that. And you know what? Good on us. Like, yeah, let's be a cougar. There's nothing bad about that. No, and I don't understand why we, as I said, get, get it in the neck. It's like... Um, I actually think, and I've thought about it long and hard, that, you know, Sergio was the best man for me. I, I couldn't be with someone who's set in his ways or I have mm-hmm. to fit into his life or, you know, isn't easygoing. Sergio is so easygoing and he's just full of love and kindness. And I think it's, you know, I think people just mistake that for weakness. And actually it's a sign of actual you know, strength to be able to show your emotions as a man and tell a woman you love them. And I find it sad that, that you know, in this day and age, we we try and beat the, that out of men. And, mm-hmm. you know, Sergio is and does still today, you know, declare his undying love for me all day long. Like, I promise you, and this is no exaggeration, if he doesn't tell me he loves me between 30 to 50 times a day, <laughs> every day, He'll just be, he'll be reading his, you know, phone or doing something else. You don't even know he's looking and he goes, you just hear him go, love you, love you. And it's just so cute. You know, like he just does it automatically. He just wants you to know all the time. And it's so funny because I'm just not needy like that, but I'm now I'm so used to it. Well, I love that. Yeah. And you deserve that after 18 years of marriage and a divorce. This is exactly what you deserve. We all deserve it. That's yeah. the point. We all deserve it. And, you know, I mean, I've, I watched you go through some pretty shitty relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when you're begging a man to be with you, and that's, you know, when we all get this sort of thing to hang on. And I always say you can't hold on to someone by holding on to someone. Mm-hmm. And, and that is something um, that younger girls maybe need to learn. And I've certainly been in your position before. And it makes, you know, when, you, when you, you're in love with someone and you can't make them love you. I always say, you know, money can buy you everything. Love. Yeah. You know, it's, it's um, you know, sad to see that whatever way or however and wherever you find love, that we shouldn't just grab it. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It's hard enough to find it. Yeah, that's so true. And that is a really good point. Money can buy you everything, but it, it can't buy you love. So that can't buy a person. Yeah. No, that's that's so true. I feel that you have that with Sergio. I have that with Brock. And good on us for having our toy boys, you know? <laughs> so six years you've been in Dubai now? Almost seven, I think. Almost seven. seven. What are some of the differences to go from, you know, living in the UK to living in Dubai? I've heard that you're not allowed to swear there. You can like get fined or go to jail. But then we're watching the show and it's like, fuck this and this and that. So what are some of the biggest differences? And is that just a myth? Because I think for those who have never been to Dubai, you hear all of these things. But unless you've been, unless you know someone who's been there, you don't really know what's true it's respect mm-hmm. of course you can swear but you can't swear at someone so you can't give the bird if you give the bird you can you can you know be fined or take you know a police report can be given to like if i did it to another british person i don't think it would ever go anywhere to be honest it's mm-hmm. about parties right so you know you just have to keep your mouth shut but you know they're they're much it's much more open now it's things like you can't swear at someone in public um but you know all of those things we're doing in our own home Mm -hmm. and um it's not like you're it's not like you're you're dragged to jail and you don't get out for 20 years it's nothing (laughs) you know 
I think, I think, you know, you hear one story out of a million good things Mm -hmm. and it just, it rams something home to you all because don't know anything about the Middle East. And it's one terrible story out of, you know, years and years, you hear nothing. Um, And that's the truth. You know, uh, the, the, the thing I, everyone always starts with what we can't do. Let me tell you what we can do. And I can live without fear, any fear. And it's like, if I lose one of my children in a shopping mall, I don't even think twice. Like literally, I mean, and it sounds crazy because if I lost my child in a shopping mall here, I would have a heart attack on the spot. Mm -hmm. Like there, I'd be like, I would continue my meal and say, I'll go look for them in half an hour or they'll find their way back. I can, if I leave my handbag stuffed with cash in a shopping mall and I could leave it for three hours and go back and every penny would be in it. And that's a fact. If I put my, you know, I can, I, nobody locks their doors. Nobody, nothing. The safety aspect of the way we live is, you know, that I'm sorry, like the crime in this country has gone bananas. You can't even sit outside and have a nice lunch in the, you know, and with, with your jewelry on there, you could, you can dress in whatever you want. You can put everyone wears jewelry, watches, fast cars. Nobody, you could leave the key, You can leave your Lamborghini outside a restaurant with the keys in. No one would think twice. Wow. I mean, I can't even imagine what that feels like to just have that amount of security and safety. Cause I mean, here, you know, it's, it's the opposite. We were on the beach the other day and some friends had come to visit us and my husband took off his whatever you know, huge watch. I can't remember which one it was, but anyway, big gold watch and left it on the sunbed and went for a swim uh-huh. just on top of the towel. And my, my friends were going, what, the, what are you doing? We're on a busy, like busy, busy beach. She's like, Oh no, no one's going to take it. Wow. Didn't even hide it under the towel. We just left it on top. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I was at Tom Tom recently in West Hollywood. I left my purse at the table with my friends for two minutes I came back and uh, my purse was still there, but my credit cards were missing. And I'm like, it was at the table with my friends. Crazy. So we don't have that. And that's, you know, for me, my children grow up in a different way. My kids are 12. My boys are 12. And I let my boys go out, walk around town at 10, 10, 11 o'clock at night. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, on the weekends, they go off with their friends. I mean, there's no way. And the, the, the only problem is when I when I come back to London and my daughter or my sons want to do the same, I'm out, absolutely not. I want you home by 7.38. <laughs> right. No way I would let you walk around by yourself at night down streets. There, I, I, you know, they, they all do it. Wow. Are there guns in Dubai? No. That, that See, same with Australia. And that's where my soon-to-be husband, New Zealand, Australia, but... It just seems like, you know, such a safer place to raise a family. That's so awesome. Nobody needs a semi-automatic. Yeah. No, no one needs one ever. Same to me. Yeah. I I mean, I don't agree with guns at all, but I specifically don't understand why you need to sell anyone an AK-47. I just don't understand what what that does for anybody. Um, I I don't believe in guns. Um, It's just terrible what's happened in America. Mm -hmm. And I just am so sad that nothing been done yet it just I don't, I don't understand any of it but no I mean and and actually forget even uh, D- Dubai I think most people this doesn't happen in the world too you don't have gun crime like you guys do yeah. um but Dubai especially not I I don't think I don't think you can own guns in Dubai 
That's amazing. We don't have, we don't have crime like that. Yeah. We don't have crime because wow. in, in Dubai, there's proper punishment. Yeah. So before you go and steal something, you really think. Uh-huh. Everyone's like, isn't that scary to you? And I'm like, not scary at all to me because I'm not thinking about stealing her purse. Right. <laughs> totally. So and what then is- the other thing is, if you, if, you, if you do steal as well, you get removed from the country. So, oh. you know, to live in Dubai, you get visas, you get housing, there's no mm-hmm. homelessness. So it's, you know, people don't want to be thrown out of the country. It's a pretty severe punishment. Mm-hmm. So you get jail, which isn't nice. And you also get removed from the country and you never come back. Wow. That's so nuts. I'm I'm so interested in all of this. I've been waiting to talk to you because I'm like, what is it like to live there? You know, I mean, I've not known much about Dubai until just starting to watch the show. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have so many questions. Like, what's school like out there for your kids? School is like another level for my kids, really. Like my my kids, my daughter's school trip was on a private jet to Japan. (laughs) What? 22 kids on a private jet to Japan. It was crazy. I couldn't believe it um, because That's someone was in her class. So they took his jet and they stopped off halfway to get donuts. Oh, my and God. I, I went to my local Arboretum when I was little, so I couldn't believe it. We weren't even allowed to drop them off because it was in a special airport just for the jet. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 it, she she goes to a school that looks like Hogwarts. It's incredible. <laughs> Wow, um, that's amazing. And how is the house? I see it, it, it looks gorgeous. It's like a secret garden in your backyard. But how is your house? Is it all done? Are you guys still doing any renovations or anything? So I, I don't know which one you've seen. You've seen that that house I was renting. Okay. Um, I finally bought a house in the same area. Uh-huh. So it, um, you'll see t- uh, th- tonight's, I think, or next week's, you'll see my uh, the building of it. So it'll be ready by December. And um, we've got a tree growing through the middle of the house, all the way through the <gasps> middle of the house. Wow. Um, and it's all glass and it's all white. And, you know, I was going to buy the house that we, we, we were in. And then... The idea of building it from scratch with Sergio has been just so amazing. So I've got an incredible team of people doing it with me. And you guys are going to see it from the beginning. Like literally you see all the foundation, you're going to see it come up. And they build so fast. So in fact, um, Andy Cohen was asking me when that, when that, I think everyone's really excited to see the house. Yeah, no, I'm so excited to see it. I didn't know if it was just the house you were staying in, if there was like an addition or what exactly was happening with that. So, oh my God, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. And it's our first house that we bought together. It's so cute. Like I think, you know, I mean, if you knew me from Ladies of London, I had this sort of country mansion and it's so different now. I'm about to actually sell that one. So I've got, and so we bought this one together and it's just, it's everything I wanted, just all white, all glass. It's just so pretty and so light. And it's just, you know, amazing. I'm actually going to move all my house staff into their own house across the road so that I can be alone with my family for once and I'm never alone. So I can't wait. Well, that'll be nice. So speaking of family, I heard on your podcast that you guys have been doing IVF. Yes. So looking to expand a family? We are. Sergio's very, very keen. He wants a baby girl. Mm-hmm. We have a baby boy on ice. Okay. Um, uh, we're going to go one more round. I think we're going traveling now for two months. Mm-hmm. When we get back, um, we're going to be in Bali for a month. So I won't be smoking, drinking or partying. So I think I'll, right. um, I'll, I'll try and do uh, get my eggs good th- there. And then we'll do one more round when I get back. 
Awesome. Well, best of luck with that. I've been through a couple rounds of freezing eggs, so I know how much that can be on your body. But that's so awesome that you guys are giving this a shot. I love that for you. Baby boy on ice. That's awesome. But hopefully, you know, maybe next time, baby girl, and you never know. Yes. Yeah. One and done, though. One and done. We're done. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, I think even right now for me, I might be one and done. I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I've, I've got a pretty perfect little girl. I don't know if I want to do it again. So I have some more questions for you about the show. But before I get into those, we're just going to take a quick little break. So as you know, I have recently started therapy as well as my soon-to-be hubby. So Brock and I, we're having separate therapists, but eventually the goal is to do some couples therapy together. So Brock recently signed up with Talkspace. I've talked about this before. They have 24-7 text, audio, and video messaging, and they let you talk to a licensed therapist without ever needing an appointment. This is something that is so great for people like us who are on the go, living between three cities, just kind of all over the place. And things in this industry come up at random hours all of the time. And sometimes you just need to talk to someone when you need to talk to someone. And there's just something, you know, almost rejuvenating about getting down to what's essential and just starting fresh, clearing your mind like you clear out your closet. So over the years, you know, thoughts, emotions, fears, so many things can build up and it is literally therapeutic to talk to a therapist and get that all out. You know, sometimes when you cry, it releases something that needed to be released that you were just keeping in. I think therapy helps people just get clear on everyday thoughts and emotions and just situations in life that can tend to stack up. I mean, I know for us, just being new parents and figuring out, you know, the way to parent and what he thinks we should do, what I think we should do, what I'm afraid of her to do. And there's just so many things that I have found. It has helped so much speaking to a therapist recently, because like no matter where you are in your mental health journey, talking to a therapist who's trained, they're trained to help. You know, it makes a huge difference. Talkspace takes some of the pressure off that first step. So it's a more flexible, convenient and affordable way to get high quality care. I'm telling you, this is way more affordable than your everyday therapist. It's private, it's secure, and most importantly, accessible. It's everything you love about therapy without the stuff that gets in the way. So right now, if thoughts and emotions are piling up for you and a fresh perspective can help you feel better, match with your dedicated therapist today at Talkspace.com and use promo code SHAY during sign up to get $100 off your first month. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code SHAY. Ladies, listen up. You've heard it here before. You've seen it on my Instagram. And I'm here to remind you to always keep your cookie fresh. PhD can do exactly that. I have it in my shower. I have the suppositories in my cabinet. I have it ready to go. And by have it, I mean have my cookie ready to go. Always fresh. At PhD, they're reinventing holistic feminine care and wellness solutions that help millions of women feel confident 
and comfortable. So PHD has a whole line of holistic feminine care products made with boric acid. And these products are designed to help women address their feminine care and provide a holistic solution for vaginal order. So you can go ahead and enjoy the summer feeling confident and comfortable because literally PHD has you covered. You know, when the weather heats up, so does the topic of feminine odor and hygiene. I mean, every summer, this is an issue. There are countless articles and blog posts dedicated to the best ways to stay fresh and avoid the dreaded summer stink. And trust me, ladies, you don't want the summer stink. You need PHD to help keep you fresh having the stigma erased of anything about feminine health. So when you have feminine issues, you want a solution immediately. And like I said, PHD offers trustworthy feminine care products that actually work. If you don't know what boric acid is, it's a natural compound found in seawater that has been recommended by doctors for decades as a safe holistic alternative. And that's exactly what PHD is. They have this boric acid foam wash. I have the rose vanilla and the sensitive one. They also have vaginal suppositories, and they are the number one doctor-recommended brand of boric acid vaginal suppositories. PHD believes that vaginal care is crucial to your overall well-being. Register now at phdfeminineinhealth.com slash win to receive a free summer gift basket, which contains lifestyle products, a retail value of over $100, plus a $500 Visa gift card. Go to phdfeminineinhealth.com slash win. Also get 20% off all products right now using code Sheena at phdfeminineinhealth.com slash win. Okay, so watching the new season, which totally just kicks off with a bang, we see obviously not all of the women are getting along. And that's, you know, what we want to see when we're watching a Real Housewives franchise. But you and Chanel Ayan seem to have the most drama from the get-go. So I kind of want to know... How did you two meet? Where did it start? Did you not like her first? Did she not like you? Kind of give me a little background. We met actually through uh, one of my best friends, Joey, has uh, known her for years. And I think I've met her a few times at his dinners. Um, I really didn't remember her that much, you know, um, from before. Um, which makes me think that I probably didn't like her before either. <laughs> I just don't think we connect on any level. I, d- I can't see it really happening. I mean, eh, I can I can see that. So who are you closest with out of the group? And have you become closer with any of the ladies since starting the show? Yes. Um, I'm the closest with Nina Ali. Mm-hmm. I've become. and yeah, and Sarah mm-hmm. Almadani. And then um, I on the show, I became really close to Caroline Brooks just because she's sassy, she's funny, and I mean, she's self-deprecating. She's the shit stirrer. Yeah, <laughs> you can see that already. Yeah, she's got a naughty little glint in her eye. I go, well, well, mom, I didn't drop that. <laughs> I also love that you did a joint little, I never knew it was called a hen party in the UK. You know, we call it a bachelorette, Brock calls it a Bucks party. So I love that you had him with you. That looked like a fun party. Did did he do something separate or was it just yours? No, just mine. Sergio is be. very different <laughs> to uh, most men. Yeah. Uh, he's he's all he literally is all about me. And you know, I, I, it's really amazing. He just he loves my friends. He loves me. He just wants to be with me and I'm 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 okay with that. I'm used to English men who'd rather not be with you 
Mm-hmm. And I always try to get out and be with the boys. So, you know, I'm not going to beat that out of him. Yeah. Tell me about it. Been there, done that. So exactly. I get it. So yeah. this is quite refreshing. Yeah, definitely. So how did he adjust to living in Dubai? From So where where is he from originally? Spain. From okay. Madrid. Spain. Uh, Ended up in Newport Beach and now well, in he Dubai. He was a university guy. Yeah. So he was at Dubai um, in America and in, 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 just outside LA, right? Um, anyway, so, uh, he was there and he was doing his master's and his degree mm-hmm. and for him, you know, it was a lot for him. He, he, he's never been, he was only, well, he's, you know, he was 24 when I met him. Yeah. So he's 27 now. So I think he moved there when he was 25 or 24. Mm-hmm. He didn't know anyone. He didn't, you know, he, it was a massive, massive change. And there I was going through my divorce, three kids, he had to try and blend himself in, meet people, you know, find out, find his feet and find out what he was going to do. And, you know, I'm super proud because I think people forget how young he is. Yeah. And they don't give him any slack. You know, there's a lot of this, oh, you know, he's always with her and this, you know, he's just all he does is work with her. I mean, first of all, a lot of work goes into, as you would know, being on a show like this and doing mm-hmm. social media and everything. Oh, it totally. Takes- it takes a fucking army. Yeah. And, um, you know, Sergio was invaluable to me and what I do anyway. And it just means that I am happy if he's happy, he's happy if I'm happy. And, you know, we, we love working together. So, you know, I just think it just took him some time to find his feet. And you'll see, I mean, you see real growth in Sergio. And I think people just need to allow him. He's gone through a lot to be with me, a lot for a young, young guy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But I love that you guys can work together and you know, he helps your business and you enjoy working together. Cause like you were saying, you know, you're with your ex-husband for 18 years and you didn't want to work with him. So that's just such a night and day and such an amazing thing to be able to work with your partner and have them help you with your business that you've already grown. I know I appreciate that so much from Brock. So I think that's because awesome. No one knows- no one knows you yeah. or me like they do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can hire all the people in the world, but they won't be able to do it like they do it. Yeah, 100%. So you have your podcast, Divorced Not Dead. I loved that we got a little glimpse of the merch, the coffee mugs on the most recent episode, because I feel like sometimes with Bravo, it's like you either see every business or you never hear of a business that someone's working on. So whenever there's little glimpses of the merch or the podcast setup, like personally, I love that stuff. So I, I went back, I rewound it. I watched it again. I was like, oh my God, those coffee mugs are so cute. So tell me about how long have you been doing your podcast, how you started it? And yeah. I think it's two two years now. It's really, really new. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it went really fast. I think it's just such a subject. It's an endless subject that women are always going to be interested in. I think, you know, somehow when women are going through divorce, they want someone just to hold their hand and just to say they're okay. And I think what I do is just say, fuck everybody else. Because I think through divorce, families, friends, everyone tells you what they think you should do. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the only person you should listen to is you because, mm-hmm. you know, there is no right or wrong way. Staying unhappy isn't the right way. Staying unhappy anywhere isn't the right way. Um, and there always is something more. You know, they always, it's, it's so, every society is so quick to tell you what you can't do, but they forget to tell you what you can do. 
Mm-hmm. And so the podcast, I think, just, I don't know, exploded overnight. Um, and we've done really, really well considering, you know, like I, I mean, I started in Dubai. I wasn't on a show at the time. Mm-hmm. For a long time and you know i i didn't know whether that this would would work or not but it's actually really really working and i i love i really love doing it something so so you know i as it, it's so easy for me to do because i'm so passionate about it i don't need to i don't prep i don't do anything it's me ranting and actually the solo ones are the ones that people love the most Really? Okay. So tell me a little more about that. And for anyone else out there who's doing a podcast, because I've never done a solo episode. And I've heard of so many people like my friends recently, like, oh, I have to record three solo podcasts. And I'm like, I don't know what would I talk about? So what are some of your solo episodes about for those who haven't listened? How long have you been doing your podcast? Sorry. Oh, my God. Four and a half years now. Okay, you've never done a solo podcast? No. The only one I ever did was sadly about my miscarriage but then I felt like it was such a sad downer of an episode that I ended it with like an upbeat Q&A to try and like switch gears it was really weird but um I've just I've never done a solo one okay well I mean I've had everyone from like you know Molly Sims to you know Susan Sarandon on and still my most popular ones are the ones where I sit and talk to myself. And I think it's because they're raw. And actually what you just said, that that episode that you just did mm-hmm. would have been so important and invaluable to people. And it's a shame that you put a Q&A at the end of it and not think it's enough because it would have been enough. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how many people would have needed to hear that podcast from you. Um, and, and you could redo it and say, you know, this is where I am now and what you've learned from it. And that's why I think... Um, because that is invaluable. You could probably have spoken for two hours on that subject. Whereas when you're interviewing someone, you know, you kind of run out later, but when it's about something you went through or, you know, I was fascinated, like when, when they said, if if I wanted to interview you, I I remember watching your relationships and, Mm -hmm. you know, how kind of, I felt like you started with confidence and slowly, slowly all these different relationships had broken you down. Yeah. Quite a needy person from what I saw. Yeah. And and see you now. And so I, I wanted to, to talk to you about your relationships and about what you went through as a younger girl, um, whilst having to do it publicly too. Like all of that would be so fascinating because you are much younger than me. You went, you know, you have had all these interesting relationships on screen and what it did to you, to your mentally. Those are the things I would talk about if I was you. I mean, I, you know, absolutely fascinating. Okay, well, we're going to discuss this on Divorce Not Dead next week, and then maybe I'll solo after that because, yeah, I've just, I think it is a confidence thing. Like, I used to be the most confident person in just each relationship and friendship. I feel like it just kind of broke me down, but Brock has totally built me back up. So, I, you know, when I did go through the miscarriage and I did that solo episode, then I'm like, okay, well now we're going to, you know, add Brock on the podcast and we're going to answer some of your questions because I just felt like no one just wants to hear me rant, but everyone loves to hear you rant, then maybe, maybe they would. So maybe I need to try that. They yeah. do. They do want to hear you rant. It doesn't have to be a rant. It's more like vulnerable. They want to hear you vulnerable. They want you to, you know, tell them how you felt and maybe how you changed and what they could do because, you know, they watched you go through it. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see where you are now and how you got from me to be. Well, thank you for that little bit of advice. I appreciate that. So 
back to you and divorce. So this podcast started called Divorce Not Dead. How did you know it was time to get a divorce? What advice would you have to other women going through a divorce? Was it your decision? Was it his? Was it mutual for those who don't know? I think, I mean, I took the first step really, but to be honest, it was mutual. We both knew it was coming. It's just Mm -hmm. neither of us had the gut to say it and pull the thing. I think that happens a lot. We'd done the easy route, which was like separating. You know, I was living downstairs. He was living upstairs. I think we could have gone back. Maybe if Sergio hadn't popped up, I, you know, would have, but it would have been for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, How did I know? I think it's, uh, I I knew years ago, really, it wasn't working out. We'd just grown so apart. But Mm -hmm. I think, you know, really the surefire sign for a woman is when you're happier out the house than you are in the house. Right. And when you've children and you're not, you know, you're, you're, you've got children and you've got, um, a beautiful home and you don't want to be there. There's something wrong. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I did everything in my path. I was traveling like a lunatic. I mean, I feel, you know, I missed years of my children because I was so busy trying to get out of my house. And now I'm with Sergio. I'm a homebody. I mean, we do travel because I, I, that is my work and my job. And it's a big part of what I do. Somehow I became an accidental travel influencer. Um, <laughs> but, love that. Uh, yeah. but, you know, I'm so happy not to go out anymore at all. Like I'm a complete bloody, we've been in New York for a week. We've been out once, one night and every other night we're in bed by 10. Yeah. Sergio's a little old man. <laughs> So what advice would you give to other women who are questioning if they should leave an unhappy situation? Because I feel like so many women and maybe men too, but they stay because it's easier, because they're comfortable, because they're afraid to take that next step. They're afraid to be on their own, especially, you know, like after 18 years, like props to you for putting yourself and your happiness first. Well, they always say stay because it's easier. It's actually not. It's harder. Yeah. Most, most women actually think about it for two to three years before. Some, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of five, they say it takes five years to really leave because exactly what we do, we picture it, we wrap ourselves in cotton wool. We're like, you know, everything is, what's the worst case? So I pictured every worst case scenario for myself. Um, I thought about it long and hard, what, what being alone would look like. But when you've got kids, you're really not alone. I, I think that it's scarier, to be honest, to stay somewhere that you are unhappy mm-hmm. for forever. You know, I do know other people, by the way, and I'm not advocating it, but they have open marriages in the end and they go, okay, we'll keep it together for our families and we'll live as a family and then we'll do this. And, you know, that, that, that with everybody's adults, if you want to go ahead and have that kind of arrangement and renegotiate so that the marriage could possibly work for both of you, maybe. I don't know if these things can work because I haven't seen it really work, but I know people doing it. You know, I'm very non-judgmental. Whatever makes someone get through a marriage for them, then, you know, hats off because it's very hard for you to find a husband you know, a lover, a friend, a father in one person. We're expecting this man to be everything to us. So, you know, I don't know. I I do kind of think that second marriages work quite well from what I've seen, because I think we really know who we are by the time Mm -hmm. we find that person and what we want. And I knew that although my, my risk was Sergio's age, I also know that Sergio is so committed 
Like I don't worry about him for a day, for a second. I just don't. I love that. Oh, well, good. That makes me happy for you. So I know you are a very busy lady. So I'm going to take another quick little break and then we're going to get into some fan questions that came in. Have you ever had an acne breakout come at the worst possible time? Because I know when I am going through that time of month and the hormone acne kicks in on my chin and I have a red carpet, it is something I need to handle immediately. We've all had struggles with our skin, you know, and that's why I'm so excited right now to be partnering with Apostrophe to sponsor this episode. So Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. At Apostrophe, an expert dermatology team will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. So this is not just one product for everyone. You simply go and fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals, your medical history, and then you snap a few selfies and a board certified dermatologist will create your initial customized treatment plan. Apostrophe treats all types of acne from hormonal acne, like I get, to facial acne and even chestnut, bacne, and buttony, which I know some men who have it and maybe some women. They treat breakouts from literally head to toe. So for me personally, my skincare goals are just to stay moisturized, stay, you know, just with the right tone, stay out of the sun and just stay acne free, especially during that time of the month. And it's so nice to know that your treatment plan was from a real dermatologist and that your plan was tailored to you. I got my first package. It came with a cute little postcard and stickers to personalize my prescription bottle. So you don't have to go to the pharmacy and wait in line to get your meds. Apostrophe has you covered. And we have a special deal for our audience. You can save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe provider at apostrophe.com slash Shay. When you use code Shay, this code is only available to our listeners. So to get started, go to apostrophe.com slash A, click begin visit, and then use your code Shay at sign up, and you're going to get your first visit for only $5. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E.com slash Shay. Use code Shay to get your first dermatologist crafted treatment plan for $5. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring this podcast. All right, ladies, listen up because this is specifically for you again from me and from LV, who is the best in breast pumps. I am telling you that when summer stopped latching in December, LV solely got me through the next six months because I refused to give up pumping. I was like, no, I am providing breast milk for my daughter for a year. And I even went a month past that year. And I couldn't have done that without LV because literally the pump is so easy. It's controlled by an app on your phone. It sits in your bra and it is cordless. You don't have to be plugged into a wall to pump your milk. You can do it on the go. You can do it in the car, at the grocery store, at a football game, literally anywhere, anytime. It just fits in your bra and no one ever knows what you're doing and you control it from your app. So until you pull it out of your bra, no one knows what you were just doing. 
So LV doesn't just have the one pump that people think, oh, that's too expensive. I can't afford it. Like, no, you can't afford it because LV has the new Stride. So the Stride is also a hospital grade hands-free electric breast pump that is powerful yet so quiet and it is cordless. So you can use it anywhere on the go and just blend into the background of everyday life without sacrificing power, comfort, or efficiency. It's lightweight, worn under your clothing, and it just, it collects the milk in your bra. Like it is that easy, ladies. Controlled by the app, as I said, with 10 settings to control comfort and suction. So take my advice. If you are pumping right now, believe me, you need the LV. It was a lifesaver for me. You can visit lv.com slash for more information. That's E-L-V-I-E dot com slash to get your hands on the LV stride. And don't forget, it is less expensive than the original LV pump. It is so good. You are not going to be disappointed. First question, actually, I had one more question. And I was wondering, did Chanel Ayon really give Lisa a goat? Like, please tell me that was just for the show. She didn't actually like give her a goat and say, now you have to take care of this animal and raise it. She actually did give her a goat and it wasn't just for the show. What happened to the goat? <laughs> Does she still have it? The goat is no longer off this world. Oh, no, the goat died. Was it that night? Did it get out? No. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I was like... I don't know. I don't know. I think it ate something. Oh, wow. RIP to the goat. <laughs> um, so Gone Wild wants to know any marriage advice to newly wedded couples that you wouldn't normally hear. Um, communication, communication. Discuss money. Discuss mm -hmm. sex. Discuss everything that's uncomfortable that we were taught not to discuss. Discuss it. And prenups. Oh, yeah. I'm an advocate for that now, second marriage. So I I agree with you there. Very, that's a smart decision. Yeah. I, I see where people think, because I felt this way in my first marriage, where it's like, oh, you're tainting it and you're setting it up for failure. But it's like, no, you're protecting yourself. It's insurance for the future. I see, I think everyone should get a prenup now. It's just so many, it takes the stress. It takes the stress because you already know where you stand. Mm -hmm. And if you're like me with a second marriage and children, why would why would I give anything that should be my children's to somebody Absolutely. else? Totally agree with you. Clarice Drake wants to know, did you have any of the women from Ladies of London at your wedding? I did. I had most of them. Oh, I love that. Marissa, um, was she there? No, sadly not, because it's too far. But yeah. I just seen her. I was with her in LA before. Oh, nice. I did Watch What Happens Live with her a few years back. No way. Yeah, she was She's lovely. Great. It's Dana Boo wants to know, what was one of your favorite moments from Ladies of London? She said she loves you and she is so glad you are back on her TV. I think looking back, um, it was the moment I hated the most when I knew it was coming out, but I love it now. The blue unicorn. Mm -hmm. Love that. My blue unicorn, ridiculous behavior. <laughs> Running underscore in heels wants to know what is your skincare secret because you never age. And I have to agree with that. You look incredible. Oh, thank you. I, I you know, I'm very, very, very blessed as in uh, I, I, I have I'm the face of a cosmetic company. So I have all these lasers that I probably wouldn't do if it wasn't done for me. And I am terrible with skincare. Terrible. I keep telling people I sleep in my makeup, but I have amazing people around me. So my makeup artist is just incredible with skin. And um, 
if, if you could do I, Botox, I love Botox and things like that. I put Botox in my neck that really mm-hmm. lifts your face, tightens your face. Um, and I do a lot of these skin tightening lasers. I don't know the name of them, but uh, just a, a maintenance of like maybe a hydrofacial and a laser every one to two months. I think you can keep yourself looking really, really um, good. I'm 46 now, but I'm I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about whether I would do the ponytail lift. Yeah. Okay. Well, you look incredible. I'm so happy that you have your happily ever after. And thank you so much for taking the time to get into some shenanigans with me. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Yes. I can't wait to come on Divorce Not Dead next. The conversation will continue. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.